Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome everyone back to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're back here. We hope everyone had a very happy new year. Spent some time with some loved ones, stayed safe, maybe ate some good food, drank some good drink. It was a good one for me. I was actually spending most of my New Year's Eve in Atlanta still. I flew in towards the evening, was able to spend some time with some family a little bit afterwards. But we're back in action. We're here in Pittsburgh. We made it home safe. Um, But I want to talk about, again, the culture of pit football at the top of this show. Now, we'll get to pit basketball the second half because we are now at the time where pit football is done for the year. Of course, pit pit lost the Peach Bowl, but not in an embarrassing fashion that I would say. I I think pit fans, you have every reason. And that's why I kind of made this the focal point of my game story. You have every reason to be excited about pit football not just for what they did this year but what for they what they can do next year i look at this roster and i see a lot of returning players but i look at how this game was played they lost 31 21 mainly because of that pick six that davis bevel threw in the end but you saw guys out there scrapping with a top 10 team in the country with a third string quarterback missing your top running back your best edge rusher gets hurt before the final drive of the game. Your best safety gets well, one of your best, well, you know, one of your starting safeties gets hurt before the final drive of the game, where they scored their the touchdown that put Michigan State up in the fourth quarter. And to the very end, they were they were in that game until Bevel threw that pick six. I don't think that there's any minimizing it. It's not looking at any glass half full. It's a acknowledgement that's like hey you know what that's an 11 win season where you won the ACC and you had a lot of guys who learned a lot of lessons that's done on that year who will be coming back next year and I can tell you if you were if you were watching I'm not sure if they showed it on TV but you could see on on the sidelines when Pitt gave up that final score how angry that defense was John Morgan especially uh out there just just showing how frustrated he was for all the work that they put in. They shut they shut down Michigan State's offense for basically 45 minutes of game time. That's ridiculous. That's something that doesn't happen just out of the blue. That defense has worked to improve and it has improved throughout this throughout this season. 
And yeah, sure, it has some weak points. It has some places where it could be stronger. And they're going to need to replace John Patrician and Phil Campbell at linebacker, Keyshawn Camp at defensive line. But I think they showed you they've got the depth. And they believe in what that they're being taught there. And they believe in fight and, and go out there and fight into the last man. And they believe in the we not me stuff that Pat Narduzzi has been saying. And I said this way back earlier in the season. that I thought this culture was different this year. But the way that the players responded to the challenges of, 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 of Narduzzi, the challenge of Kenny Pickett, to the different things that you saw them rise up at different points of the season and say, hey, we're not going to let this happen again. That's how they got here. And could this season have been better? Yep. Sure. Any season could have been better. Is this, you know, if Pitt, you know, is Pitt a team that could have gone into the college playoff and done damage? Probably not against Georgia and Alabama. <laughs> you know, they, I think they, they would have put up a great fight against the Michigan, against the Cincinnati. Heck, they might have even beaten those teams, you know, traded, you know, that, that might have been like a coin flip of, of a game in, in either of those matchups. But I do think that this is the the exact this is the step that you needed to step out of mediocrity, to step out of being seven and five or eight and six or somewhere around that range every year. Because that's where Pitt, Pitt has been. That, that Pitt had not had a nine win season under Pat Narduzzi since he took over the program. And now that barrier is gone. And as much as, you know, you know, we we always talk about how you know how you know what's, what what it matters was on the field. It matters what you know it matters was in between the lines. There are elements to that being part of your psyche, knowing that you can have that kind of success. It's different than it's different from saying it every week, and how Pitt ended all of their their breakdowns, their huddles. You know when they when everyone puts their hand together at the end of a practice or at the end of a game. And they, and they say, you know, one, two, three, and they say something like, let's go Pitt or hail to Pitt or something. They've been saying ACC champs, ACC champs. That's what they've been saying all season long. It's different when you say it and you think and you go back to your 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 dorm room or your, your off-campus housing and you're thinking like, man, I hope we can do it. I, that'd be a great feeling to finally get that. It's different from saying it than, than being like, man, you know, I know what this what it's like. I know what it's like to be there, to get that. And then it's up to those captains, those leaders that will carry on into next year to know what to remember, what got them there, what made them successful and carry it over to the next group and teach it to the young guys who, you know, even guys, you know, I'll say like the, the, the new guys that are, that, are, that are playing this year, you got some freshmen like Rodney Hammond, who's very impressive. Gavin Bartholomew, very impressive. Guys that are new to the program. Even Jordan Addison, who's a sophomore. You want guys like Haba. You want guys who have been around a bit. That offensive line, Jake Cradle, Gabe Hoy. Guys who've been with the program for quite some time. You want those guys to be able to say, hey, you know what, guys? We were here for a, for a while. When Pitt, when, when Pitt football what was, was the... the the joke that everyone made fun of, even when we were good, even when we would win three or four games in a row, people would still say, it doesn't matter. We're going to collapse. And if you want to be able to recreate what we did in this year, this is the challenge that we can put. 
to those newcomers, to those new kids and say, we, we're, we're not going to let the faults of our previous years impact these new teams. This is how you establish that culture, that environment. You know, I know we're talking about basketball in the next segment, but one, one of the realest things that Jeff Capel ever talked about when I was talking to him and I was asking him about leadership and finding those guys, and this is back before all those guys transferred last year, but he was talking about how it's, it's vital for, for, you, for any coach to have players who step up in those moments and accept the challenge and take on that leadership component. A coach can say and yell and put, you know, and, and, you know, go uh, have all the approaches that they want to do. But if a player doesn't respond, if a play, if, the, if a player doesn't step up into that role, and that's ultimately up to that player. It's not going to happen. That leader, that leader won't develop. And then you're not going to have a leader amongst the group. And then when things go bad in a situation, everyone's going to be looking around at each other like, okay, uh, who else? Who's going to step up? I think Pitt found those guys. This year, I think Kenny Pickett was the main one who, who was who was the start start of it. But I think that you saw guys like Servasier Dennis. I think even Kalijah Cansey. Heck, you even got some young guys like Dayon Hayes, who I think is going to be a phenomenal edge rusher for this team in the next few years. Watch out for Dayon Hayes. I think he's going to be a beast. But it's that culture, that understanding. And we can we all we we won't be able to tell until they take on West Virginia in the backyard brawl next year and they and they start their 2022 campaign. But it really seems to me that at least at this point, with the way that they fought in that game, it'd be different if they lay, if they just laid down and died against Michigan State and it was a blowout like you know like those college football playoff games. It'd be very different for me. But in a game that after after they lost Nick Patty on the second drive. And they still found a way to build a lead, and and they they were fighting to the very end. And it took it took Michigan State making some great plays. And by the way, those were great plays by Michigan State. Peyton Thorne threw some really good passes. He threw more during the game too before the comeback that were just dropped. Connor Hayward made a great catch. That Jalen Reed kid made a great catch. They they made several great catches. They they played a, a heck of a game. There's no there's no shame in that. But I think that's the point here is that there's been plenty of losses that you could feel a lot of shame about as a Pitt fan. You're like, man, this this looked like there was a lack of effort. This looked like this wasn't together. This looked like no, this was a game where you saw like, man, these these kids threw everything they had. And it was just a lot of unfortunate circumstances that worked against them that were out of their control. That put them in a tight spot. But again. The loss isn't the the bottom line of the peach bowl for me is that you're going to have guys. And I, I think also the, the bad taste in the mouth of the peach bowl. I, I think that might linger a little bit for some of those players that are returning next year. Now, some players won't, we know Shockey Jack Louis and uh, ha- has transferred. We know Todd Sibley's transferred uh, to, you know, two guys that ultimately we know Pitt with their recruiting, they were, there was going to be a question of how do they get back down to 85 scholarships because that's where the NCAA is requiring them to be. So there's going to be some tough decisions moving forward. But Shockey Jack Louis went from being maybe at the top option for Pitt about a year ago to being really the fourth thought of the, of the receiving group when everyone was healthy. And this is going to be a team with Jordan Addison, Jared Wayne, and Jalen Barden next year, and they really like that Jaden Bradley kid. So I kind of get it for Shockey Jack Louis. 
But again, for me, that Peach Bowl was about seeing how those guys came together and fought and supported each other. And even with Davis Bevel, who you know had a rough game, he threw that pick, and 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 they were, he was watching the other team run down the sideline. I immediately saw Gavin Bartholomew. I immediately saw you know Pitt players go to him and be like, "Hey, man, you fought hard. Keep your head up." That's the kind of culture stuff that I think is good to see. Now it won't matter if next year they go out and they and they become the same old Pitt again. And they don't get to they they don't have they don't win the coastal they don't move forward they're not showing that they're you know they're, they're showing like they're, they're regressing and some of that may depend on you know what happens at the quarterback situation with you know Keaton Slovis and will Nick Patty compete for the for the spot what will happen there with the offense with the offensive line that's all coming back make take steps forward because they looked rough in that game all of that still has to happen but when it but when and if it does. You got to remember that that's the upside that Pat Narduzzi has brought to Pitt football. He's not an X's and O's genius. He's not an X's and O's wizard. I, 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 you know, we, we, I think we've all kind of seen that over the years. But he is a guy that has, that has gotten these kids to believe in what he's putting together. And that's something to celebrate right now. Pitt fans, you have every reason to be proud of your Panthers and how they've put together this season and every reason to be excited to show up at Heinz Field next year when they're taking on West Virginia in the season opener. And man, that might be another chance at another special year for the Panthers. We'll talk more about them as the offseason rolls on, as we get more information as far as, you know, other transfers out, other transfers in um, and things that are going on here. But I want to take a quick break because we got to talk about pit basketball. We'll do that in just a second. H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing our show here, as always, on DKPittsburghSports.com. Remember to subscribe to all our podcasts at DK Pittsburgh Sports, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are hosted. We're also on YouTube. Check us out there. But but I, I want to talk about pit hoops for a bit here. And I want to lead with what I know about the Ithiel Horton situation. Now, if you remember, and I wrote an article about this while I was in Atlanta because it was going down literally the day of the game, and I'm sitting there like, well, this is a bit different of what I thought I'd be doing with my Thursday. Um, but if you remember, Ithiel Horton, uh, the team's leading, the, 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 the one of the leading scorer from last year who returned this year, meaning uh, there are three guys, of course, Champagne went to the NBA, Xavier Johnson and Audis Tony transferred out. So all three of those guys were the top three scorers, but the fourth leading scorer that's still that, that stuck with the team is Ithiel Horton. And he was going to be a big piece to this year. But then, as it would happen, just three days before uh, the Pitts season opener against the Citadel, Ithiel gets arrested. He gets accused of assaulting a police officer, gets charged with four criminal charges, and he's suspended by the university. And everyone's like, "Man, Ithiel, what, what are you doing, buddy? Like, 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 what are you doing? Like, come on, man, you gotta have, gotta, you gotta do better than that." 
or you got to be able to stay out of a situation like that. Well, as I was saying, I, all the sudden things that were going down on Thursday, those charges were dropped. Now, we understand that those charges were dropped according to what we've heard is that the uh, the judge, the judge was tired of the police officers not showing up to testify and bring all bring all the evidence in their testimony in the, in the even to the preliminary hearing. And that was the issue was that initially this was this whole thing was supposed to be settled or at least, you know, the preliminary hearing held about a week after the incident happened. But then, uh, you know, the the prosecution didn't have all of their the police officers show who were involved. And so they pushed it back. Basically, a month and a half to the end of December. And they didn't show again. And that led to uh, the charges being dropped. Now, the charges can be reintroduced. That's a, that's one of the biggest questions right now. Will the Pittsburgh police bring them back? We'll, we'll see if that happens. But you think about this. In, in the situations, if, 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 if your Horton truly struck a police officer the way they're saying and they had the evidence and the body cam and footage and all that, you feel like that this would have been a done deal a long time ago. They would have said, "Up, oh, you know what? We're gonna put this, put this, put this through. This get this. This guy's gonna get punished because you don't touch police officers." And this would have been a foregone conclusion quite some time ago. But this has been very quiet. We haven't heard much much about this. We haven't seen any footage. We haven't seen any information. And so, with the charges being dropped, Phil Horton's back with the team. Now, I'm not here to say, you know, what's actually going on there because we don't know. We've been asking around. Where you know we're not we're not sure how this will eventually play out, but we do know this. I do know this through all this mayhem, and and this again, this may be mayhem outside of any pit players' control. Because again, if this was if this was a situation where Ithio really did nothing wrong, it's just another thing where all all these kids on this team and Jeff Capel, they have been handed just. Poorly timed blow after poorly timed blow. When you talk about Nike Sabandi tearing his, a- his ACL, Ithiel's arrest, which if we're you know being led to believe that maybe it wasn't as uh, it well, maybe it, it was an unnecessary arrest and an unnecessary suspension, maybe that's another reason why they're two the two guys that were supposed to lead them from last year being out this year being an, another factor outside of their control that put them in the hole that they've been in. But I say for the same reason that I have not, uh, that I never called to fire Pat Narduzzi when pit, when pit football was struggling. It's the same reason I still won't call for Jeff Capel either. Now, Pat Narduzzi never fell nearly as far in record wise as Jeff Capel has. But then again, he also didn't inherit what Jeff Capel inherited. And college basketball is also a different mountain to climb when it comes to the transfer portal and the culture that comes with the transfer portal because of what basketball is. And it's a small, it's a smaller sport when it comes to rosters and guys who can get involved and get their playing time. But despite the losing, despite the disappointment and some of the embarrassing losses to the Citadel and UMBC and Monmouth, you are seeing these guys fight really hard in some of these games. They have three one-point losses. Three one-point losses. 
that is insane for a season, let alone the first couple months of the season, first month and a half of the season. And sure, they can get better about a lot of things, but this is a young team with a sophomore class that is the nucleus. John Hughley's the best player they got. Femi Udakali is coming coming around. Noah Collier's finding himself. William Jeffress is starting to be a little bit more aggressive, and you eventually want to see that take hold. But you're seeing this young core of guys figure out what what is the what is the line between winning and losing. And that's what we've seen in some in some of their games lately. Is that they're seeing like, man, if we don't finish, if you know, with these one point losses, if we don't do everything in our power, they're doing, you know, and, and again, it can't, it can't, can't be about letting someone else finish the job. I have to finish the job. Whether I'm the forward that needs to box out and get rebounds after a free throw, whether I'm the the you know the outside shooter that needs to hit my shots or keep finding the work the open man, whether it's following through on a game plan like they needed to against Notre Dame, which is another one point loss that they had. But a perfect example, again, following through and knowing knowing all that it takes to win games in sports. You know, people talk about winning like it's an easy thing. It's, it, it takes a lot of effort and planning and following through. Like in that game, Pitt knew Notre Dame loved to shoot the three-point, the three-pointer. Throughout most of the game, Pitt's defenders defended the perimeter. And they were keeping it. They, they were they were occupying the right spaces. They were keeping Notre Dame from getting the look, the free looks outside. And they had Notre Dame where they wanted them. And then Notre Dame had some slashers that cut to the paint and start and got like a couple buckets. And then all of a sudden, that young inexperienced pit team started leaving the perimeter open. And that's when Notre Dame started to hit those shots. And that led to them hitting five straight three pointers late in the second half to lead the comeback. And then still, even with all that, it took a ridiculous, well-defended fadeaway shot over a defender whose finger was right, was a, was a fingertip away, a finger, if his fingernail was maybe an inch longer, Jamari's Burton probably nicks that ball and it doesn't go in. But even with all that, they still, they, 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 it still took that to lose the game for them. That's what I see from Pitt basketball right now. It's like, like, look, you knew this was this was the rebuild. You knew what this was going to be like, that this was going to be a rough year. But you didn't know that you were going to lose Ithiel Horton at the circumstances that he did. You didn't know that you were going to lose Nike Sabande the way you did. And now you have to wonder, are these guys learning what they need to learn so that they can understand when this team has a chance to be truly competitive in the ACC, which may not be, may still not come. It may, it may not come next year, the year after, but as they're learning what it takes to play at this level. And remember all these guys do have the COVID waiver available. So even though this sophomore class is technically sophomores, they can be, they can, they can basically be freshmen if they wanted to. But you see that level of 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 what they're what they're becoming. This is the time, and I said this before. These are going to be the dog days of pit basketball. If you're a pit basketball fan, you want to you want to you know cement your your place in saying like, hey, I'm a true fan because I fight through all these. These are the games that you should be watching because you're seeing the maturation of John Hughley, who at the beginning of the season looked 
just ridiculously tired when he was put out there for more than 30 minutes at the end of the game and he was huffing and puffing and he couldn't he couldn't focus enough to box guys out in the end and now you're starting to see him be more focused in the end and put and, and help finish games and granted he had he, you know he, he didn't finish the Notre Dame game but I don't but again I don't put that on him that was more so about just how some of the perimeter guys didn't defend at the right times and how Pitt just doesn't have any true scores but maybe Pitt will get a true score back in Ithiel Horton. Now, of course, their game for against Virginia Tech for Saturday was postponed because of COVID. We'll see how that continues to impact the season. But I'm, you know, but they got Louisville this Wednesday on the road. I think it's a big opportunity for Pitt basketball to get some rest, get Ithiel back. He won't play all the time because Jeff likes to work guys back in like he did Jamarius Burton. He was coming off of his injury. And by the way, for those who are wondering about Ithiel Horton, I, I do have it on a on, on a good source that he has been working out on his own. He can't officially work with the players or the coaches of Pitt basketball or anyone that's affiliated with the program, but he can use the facilities. And from what I've heard, he has been putting in the work to stay in, in uh, basketball shape. So it looks like we will be able to see him against Louisville on Wednesday, January 5th. And I'm telling you, a scoring presence on this team, especially an outside shooting one like Ithiel Horton. I think you add that to this team this year, they probably win all three of those one-score games because that's, that's a significant boost to the outside shooting part where they've struggled mightily. They're the worst scoring offense in the ACC right now. For me, I want to see how Jeff Capel continues to build from it because they, he has these guys buying into winning ugly, to playing defense all through the end. Even after that loss to Notre Dame when they, you know, the 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 offense wasn't great. They they had some struggles. They had some droughts as they normally do. When I when we when we were talking to John Hughley afterwards, he wasn't talking about the offense. He wasn't talking about any efficiency or missing shots. He was saying we got to play better defense. When they were playing pretty good defense for most of that game, that tells me that these guys at least they hear the message that Jeff Capel saying even through the losses. Because I'm telling you. When losing like this happens, it's very easy for young guys to check out, especially guys in the, with the transfer portal problem. You know what? I'm out of here. I'm just not dealing with this. I'm going to go. I'm going to sleepwalk through the rest of the year, work on me, try to get me my points, and then go on to another program and see if, they, if I can get it right there. But I haven't seen that from these guys. I've seen them fighting. I've seen them clawing. I've seen them buying into what Jeff's teaching them. And for that reason, I do think Pitt needs to give him more time. Because if you're looking at how you want Pitt basketball to be, one, if you brought in an interim coach at this point, uh, or even a coach at the end of the season to start the rebuild, you're going to lose the, 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 the few young building blocks that you have right now and have to restart over again, and you're going to be right back in this spot next year. But there's a chance with this group, I'm not saying the record's going to be great this year, but if they can get to the end of the season playing more like a team and making less critical mistakes down, down the stretch, there's a chance you build off of that. You go into next season with a better understanding of who you are, maybe with a better score that you get through the transfer portal or you get through uh, 
get the get the, you know, get through recruit recruitment. We'll see how that goes. And the Panthers can be a different team next year. Like I like I said all summer long, if you all spring and summer long after this last season was over. I said I, I said this consistently. You, if you listen to the show, you know I did. To me, the the measuring stick for Jeff Capel now is this class that he has right now with Hughley, with Jeffress, with Odakale, and with Collier. If by the by the time these guys are 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 they're in their final year, if this team this program hasn't shown signs of actual progress, I'm, I'm I'll be like, all right, Jeff, you got you had your chance, and I know that you had everything up against you. You had. You know, you, you you inherited from Karen Kevin Stallings. You had you 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 got you inherited the COVID nineteen situation was wild. Uh, you had the crazy situation. Justin Champagne left for the NBA early. Uh, you know you 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 know you had all these crazy injuries to start the season the year after those guys left, and then you had Ithia Horton's situation happen. All those things, I have been have been rough to deal with, but. I'm a firm believer when it comes to coaching to letting guys build culture because you see what it's done for pit football. If you had fired Pat Narduzzi two years ago or whenever you were tired of him being a pit football coach, they wouldn't have had this ACC championship run. Kenny Pickett wouldn't have been a Heisman Trophy candidate, at least for Pitt. He might have done it somewhere else. And it would have led to missing out on a whole bunch of great stuff. And I'm not saying that Jeff Cable's going to get Pitt to an ACC championship, but I'm saying you gotta let coaches fight through these tough times. You gotta let the, you gotta let programs stay together and stay stable, even through the fire, even through the tough times. Because when they do, and they find their feet in those tough times, when times get good, they're that much stronger for it. We'll see if that can happen this year at Pitt Basketball. Again, I'm Chris Carter of the H2P Podcast here at DKPittsburghSports.com. We're bringing you all the coverage of all of Pitt Basketball's games down the stretch to see, show you, see, hey, where do these guys go this year? Can they be a competitive team in the ACC? Can they give some of these better ACC teams a run for their money in some of these big games? We'll find out in the coming weeks. Thanks again for listening to the H2P Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can also li- listen to this show along with all of our podcasts at DKPittsburghSports.com um, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, anywhere podcasts are hosted. They're all for free. They're all available. They're all fun. We have a lot of great shows that cover Pitt, Penn State, uh, Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, all of Pittsburgh sports in general. It's a great great network to be a part of check out all of our shows there thanks again for checking me out here again happy new year everyone stay tuned to dkpittsburghsports.com we have a lot more great news on the website as well for y'all to read we'll be back in the ears with the hp podcast next week